dude. Just like, you pull in, and you just get spit right out of them. Where in this week's episode, we come to you live from our HQ here in Sydney, and there is so much to talk about, so much to carve up, boys, in the world of surfing. I want to welcome uh, my guest, as always, Shooter's in the house. How you doing, Shooter? Very good. Thank you, Schmoose. Will, Will Weber is back from the dead uh, down there in Indonesia. Will, how you going? Very nice, man. Nice to be back from G-Land, and sorry that I uh, mucked you guys up with the four-hour time difference last week. Yeah, we and didn't. nice words that you wrote to me when I did do such a thing. Yeah, we missed you. It Not. Our best rating shows ever. Yeah, that's right. Did you get that <laughs> text? So you got that text. And we also want to welcome... Uh, well, our Silky producer, Silky himself, to the show tonight, who's going to chime in from time to time. Boys, so much to talk about. So much happening in the world of surfing, uh, both in and out of the water. Uh, we're going to talk to Chud Spivens later on in the show, but uh, we're going to start off, as usual, with uh, what's happening in the world of the WSL. Gentlemen, we're in Portugal this week, and, well, waves, you know, sort of hum-ha, sort of th- here and there. Um, some good days, some not so good days, but a lot of uh, upsets and a lot of guys that perhaps should be looked at by the WSL for wild card positions who, uh, that we've been talking about throughout the uh, last few episodes. Boys, uh, wild card success in Portugal, it's been rampant. Mate, it has. It's, uh, it certainly lays a, a little bit of credit to, credo to Cooper's claim of Dane Reynolds not deserving his wild cards in some of the previous competitions. Don't get me started, Shooter. Mate, these guys have absolutely taken it with both hands. They're, they're on fire. Is it... Uh, Vasco, yeah, Vasco Ribeiro, yeah. the uh, former junior champion, and and Federico Moraes. I mean, these guys have instantaneously become hometown heroes. Uh, again, of course, Tiago Perez was the uh, only surfer from Portugal to ever qualify for the World Championship Tour. He's he's now somewhat retired, but these guys have really broken through and and shown that Portugal has a lot more talent than maybe perhaps we give credit for. Look, and the, way they're, the way they're controlling the shore break, I'm finding, is like you at uh, Coogee in a 40-foot <laughs> east swell schmoo. It's very close to the shore. They're pulling in and doing a couple of tricks. Yeah, well, you know, that's how I used to roll, and now I just roll in the shore break. In saying that too, you know, that, that that's also been, the for me, the downfall of this contest. I mean, they've held some waves in some pretty shitty conditions. Um, like you said, just... Like not no turns, sort of just a bit of a bit of a speed down the line, straight into one aerial, and that's why I think a lot of a lot of those higher seeds have gone out. Look, it's, I've been lucky enough to surf over in Portugal, and around that area, there's a heap. Schmidt, you you can concur here. There's a lot of quality breaks in and around that area of Peniche and Era Sierra. They should make it a mobile event if they're going to have it this this time of the year. I mean, if there's a large swell, why not go to a place like Cocious where, you know, you can surf an unbelievable point break. Well, mate, we've, um, seen, footage. we've seen footage already of Slater and that surfing around the corner. Mate, it's amazing. The there's amazing ways, but the fact that it's super turbos, it's a fickle wave at best. And, you know, the winds aren't helping. The tides are, are really, really uh, big at the moment. It's just not the right place to be having this event when there's so much at stake. Yeah, I, well, jeez, he's just yes. coming to, wow, it's Hurricane Silky. Uh, and he didn't co- even talk about Dane yet. Yeah, he hasn't even <laughs> wound up about Dane. But look, I, I agree. I saw a, a wave of Josh Curry posted on his Facebook page uh, just down the beach of where they were actually holding the contest, and, and he was just getting shacked off his melon. So I agree. I mean, you know, especially in an event that means so much, in terms of the world titles on the bubble uh, and and final placings on the World uh, Surf League Tour, you know you you have to leave the door open for mo- mobility. And to me, it might maybe I'm drawing a long bow here, but perhaps uh, you know the finances are, are running a little bit dry at, at this stage to be able to go to go mobile and to be able to televise it because they have certain obligations to TV now. I mean, surfing is this big t- television sport, right? So. I don't know what it is, boys, but I agree. Well, I was I was speaking to someone who, uh, you know, I dare say is in the know in the surfing fraternity. He said, like, it's a rip. Ripco put their name to it, but they're not putting any money in anymore. I think it's all funded by Zosi and the WSL. So it's just a naming right for Ripco. It used to be the search. They used to travel around that area to get to find the, the best quality ways. The fact now that WSL controls everything from the from the event, from you know setting it up to finishing it. That's possibly one of the reasons why, you know, Ripco maybe don't care so much. Well, you know, interesting comment you made there, uh, Silky, because 
Uh, I'm not so sure that the root curl doesn't tip in any money. I think what it what uh, the Zosi and the new WSL, whoever they are, as as allowed them to do is to um, be able to tip in a little bit, still keep their brand name as the as the name of the event, but uh, maybe it's it doesn't cost them 2.25 million yeah. to run an event anymore. It yeah. maybe costs them more like 250 thousand plus or whatever that might be. I'm not sure. Uh, on well, the, on the, the, well, the figure I was told was three million. So there you go. So yeah. So yeah. well, look, boys, boys. In the old days, Coca-Cola took it from Narrowbane down to Bell's Beach, and still one of the most talked about events of all time. The breaks you're talking about are within five, ten k's, so it it really isn't a big issue. I, well, me- I remember when uh, Coca-Cola took it down to Bendalong. Didn't yeah, they? Well, that so was halfway yeah. in. Dane Keel, Oha, just <laughs> ripping along. Yeah. Those well, I mean, if they, surely they could do it. Now they did it in France very well. The Quicksilver crew always does a fine job of. Uh, they have this big. I, I I know from past experience commentating over at the Quicksilver pros that. We sometimes move six times in a day, depending on the tide and where the swell and the banks were best suited for for uh, the best quality of surfing. So, for them to just stay there, I mean, Travis Logie now the deputy commissioner or whoever I was, was going to mention that, whoever he is. Uh, where is Kieran Perot now? I mean, how do, is he filling in for Kieran? Uh, I'm still a little bit confused. I know Travis has now got a full time gig with that, but and I know it's a hard call, boys. It's not an easy call. We're not giving. We're not. You know, we're not really just hammering these guys on 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 non-facts you know the, the the fact of the matter is is there's an this is a very important time of the year correct we need to or the wsl or the person in charge of making the call on the day needs to have that always in the back of his or her head when making those those final calls because regardless of the swell portugal is so rich i've surfed koshas i've surfed all around there quality yep there's quality up and down that beach and maybe 10 kilometers either side so i think that um you know the wcl still got a little bit of work to do in terms of finding world-class ways for these guys in the second to the last event of the season that that's the key for me where was that ripcore footage of you and Karen? and you're going left mate you're ripping Remember back in the old days? Oh, that was down somewhere on the south coast of Victoria, which I can't name. 13th Beach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 13th Beach. Yeah, that's where it was. 13th yeah, Beach. But uh, thank you so much, Will. But yeah, so anyways, look, the wild card successes, guys, have been phenomenal. These guys have been posting up scores well above nines. They've been showcasing the world-class talent that Portugal actually has in surfing. And I think uh, it, it brings... To the surface, <laughs> the debate that we've been uh, ha- having here, uh, Will, over the last couple of months, is Dane Reynolds the only guy we choose for a wild card? Silky, I'm sure you got can plenty I, to say about well, that. Well, I think the proof's in the pudding. You know, we've had three young, dynamic young surfers. Who do the QS? I think Kai Belly's is already in the top 10 on the QS. These are the guys that I was crying out for to be in the, uh, you know, getting wild cards earlier this year. Mate, they've proven their worth. You know, unfortunately, Kai got knocked knocked out in round three, but the other two guys are, are there and they're, you know, they're making waves and they're doing some amazing stuff. That barrel that um, what, uh, Ribeiro got the other day, or Marais actually, mate, it was, I think he got 9.97, but fuck, they're, they're blowing up the boys. Mate, they're going really well. It's um, <clears throat> they, they love a claim too, don't they? I've seen, seen some outrageous claims going down with some, uh, but you know what, it's a, a little bit of luck of the draw I, I saw. Like a, you see a bloke like Parker, Parker I think is the only Aussie left in the, in the competition. Yeah, that's right. And I think Parko lately has just been surfing without luck. And mate, out there in the last couple of days, they've needed a lot of luck. Like you'd see some surfers would just paddle from one side of the bank to the other and not get a wave, bowing out with, with a pair of ones or twos, and other blokes were just sitting there and bombs were coming to them. So there was a lot of luck involved. Yeah, de- definitely. I mean, it, it is a, an event that, that seems to favour the, the, the surfers with luck on the side. Interesting with Brett Simpson has had a shocker of a year. Uh, he came out in a post-heat interview saying, hey, I don't care if I spoil someone else's dreams. You know, like it, I'm out there to win. And, you know, and he took down the champ. We'll talk, we're going to talk about that a little later on. But uh, I want to talk about somebody. Uh, well, let's talk about the champ. Let's talk about Kelly Slater from mine. And, and before we go into Kelly Slater, I want to welcome uh, all our fans online. You know, keep tuning in week after week, show after show. Make sure you hit us up on our Facebook page, The Carve Up Surf Show, and tell us what you feel, what you want to hear, what you want to talk about, what you want us to talk about, what you want us us to address that the other guys aren't addressing because we'll carve it up on this show. Don't get us wrong and, uh, you know, leave it with us. We'll take care of it. But the Kelly Slater, boys, didn't look like he wanted to be there. 
Uh, tank. Tank. Yes, but you know what? I've got a very strong opinion on this. I'm, I'm, I won't hear of any other thing that, that he tanked it. Him and Simbo are really good mates. Simbo needs a good result. He really needs a good result in the last two uh, events. And I'm telling you now, I watched Slater. I watched it closely. Slater had no interest. He wasn't even going to turn up at the contest. He wasn't going to be there. He turned up. He's just taken off on waves. He's throwing his board around everywhere. I'm telling you right now. Check, check out the heat analyzer on the yeah. WSL website. Check it out. I, I went and did yeah. it after you blew up. Mate, the I, on Facebook. I, I, I went and live. checked it. I watched it live. I blew up no, straight let, away. Let me throw it to you. He, he came in two minutes tanking. early as well. Is it a blocking? Is he blocking someone from getting in? Oh, listen well, to you three patriotic you? Australians. <laughs> listen, you've had too many, way too many nuggets, Shooter. I'm telling you right now, pre-show, you've had that many nuggets. You've got food poisoning and you, 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 can't, you can't think straight. Kelly Slater, I just said he, he didn't look like he wanted to be there. He, he surfed terrible. But I can assure you guys, my bet is, there's no way in hell he would have tanked a heat. You can't assure us of that, mate. I'm telling you now, he came in with two minutes remaining in the heat. He wasn't interested from the start. He knows Simba had to get through. It's as simple as that for Simba. It's super unknown. Oh, hashtag it's as simple as that, <laughs> right? Simba was that. All right, boys. Well, there's so much more uh, that will play out in this event in Portugal. It's the second to the last event on tour. But right now, we're going to take a short break before we come back and talk about the world title race and schmooze bubble. Check this song out. Take a guess of what it is. If it's some Cooper, it'll be no good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Welcome back to The Carve Up. What a great song there. Uh, Silky, good choice there. Shooter, how about that one? No, oh. we're going to give Will Webber the credit. Oh, is that, that Will Webber? Yeah. Good work, Will. Work, see, yeah. see, how quickly, see how quickly Cooper uh, pushed that one off that he stuffed it up in that, on a live uh, show? Yeah. And cut a, off it was, but see how quickly he pushed it on to Will? Pitch. And we are live, so make sure you get on our Facebook page, The Carve Up Surf Show, <laughs> and tell us just how good Cooper Silk is. He carved you up there, Will. Yeah, he he just carved you up like a Christmas turkey. All right, hey, guys, boys. I'd like to interrupt right now because we've lost a few good mates in the last few days, last six months, unfortunately, at Angary Point. Uh, Brett Dugza Davis had a heart attack and passed away two days ago. And his funeral's tomorrow in um, Sydney. And we're having a thing at Angary for him tomorrow on the beach. Uh, Sam DeBrito, I know from Bondi, also passed. And Shmoo, a friend of yours, has passed. I hate to hear. Yeah, a few days ago over on the west side of Oahu, uh, a really good mate, a childhood friend of mine, uh, and a, an amazing photographer, uh, Jeff Manawaltal, uh, on his last ride. Uh, what a way to go, by the way. What a way to go. Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, he did go. But uh, on his last wave ridden, his very good friend actually took a photo of his last turn, of which then he kicked out and then... Uh, he obviously suffered some sort of a heart condition and passed away. So the paddle out was yesterday, and everyone from Sonny Garcia to Jason Magalanes and all the boys over there on the North Shore, I want to give a big shout-out to them. Uh, if they're listening um, to Jeff Monowalho, may he rest in peace and, um, you know, riding. And he still continued to surf great waves up there and, and, and take some great shots of us down here. Yeah, and also... Can I, can I say about Brett, sorry to yeah. interrupt, Shooter, but I played golf with Dugza one of his favourite things to do in life as well as surfing, two days before he passed. And then he took his two boys out to Angary Point and said to my brother Monty, I just want to take my kids out and surf the inside bowl at Angary. And that was the last thing he did. So to pass in such a fashion, half your luck. I mean, not half your luck, but how beautiful. Yeah, exactly, Will. And also, you know, to cap off what hasn't been the best of times as far as that goes, uh, one of the uh, Bronny Surf, uh, Surf Club's finest, Dominic Darrington Brockenshire, he was the... Uh, Legendary sweep of the, all the uh, the surf boats at, at Bronny Surf Club. He uh, tragically passed away during the week as well. So there's going to be a paddle out at Coogee Beach on Sunday afternoon uh, for Brock, and he'll be uh, he'll be sorely missed as well. So uh, vow to all four yeah, yeah. Of comrades. Yep, definitely. It's all, it's such a you know surfing is such a tight knit community. Whether you're a photographer, journalist, surfer, competitor, free surfer, um, the surfing family worldwide always comes together and they always pay tribute to a fallen brother or sister. So you know, may all those guys rest in peace. And you know, we got to pay homage to them and and, and much respect. So um, you know, uh, what more do you say, boys? We move on. We move upwards. And uh, now we're going to talk a little bit about the title race that's really ramping up. On both the men's and women's side, more the men's because it is so close. I mean, Mick had an opportunity to capitalize in Portugal. So did Adriano when Mick lost. Yeah, uh, he couldn't do it. Owen Wright, you know, he's he's sitting in that third. Julian's back in the fourth. He's up one. Gabriel Medina is 
the Balter. Can yep. he finish this competition he, with the yellow jersey? We, we, we discussed this in yeah. the last program. Both Shamu and myself tipped Gabe to win this event. Now, if he does win it, he's in the yellow jersey. Wow. Leading into Hawaii. We all wrote him off last year. Mate, he took it out in and Hawaii. How far back did this guy come from? He's four, let's call it like a horse race, 400 meters to go. And here he comes like the thoroughbred that he is. You know, we wrote him off earlier in the year. I know I did after the first three events here in Australia. I just went, you know, this guy's can't handle the pressure. He's, uh, he's succumbed to it. And, you know, I don't know what's going on in his step head. That, step that Charlie. Step that yeah. jolly oh, step in. SDC. You know, look, and, and, and look at where he, he is now, boys. Too much weight, and I thought he got too big for his boots, this kid. But you know what? Something that's really scary is that these waves that they're surfing on the shore breaks, imagine if pipe is three to four foot. And it could happen. Or, and there's airs at the end. That's Felipe, Toledo, or Gabriel all day long. Well, mathematically, boys, I think it's all the way down to Kelly Slater that can actually win. But, I mean, the gods and the stars got to align for him. They probably would. Um, but, the uh, it, you know, they could align for this for Kelly. But it's highly unlikely with uh, Mick, Adriano, Owen. You know, I, I just – you know what? I got to say he was one of my favorites. And I've got to put a line through him. Through Owen? Yeah. I've got to yeah. put a line through him just purely because – he is, he's just, I mean, yeah, he's sitting on a ninth and a fifth in the last few events, but you're seeing guys like Mick and Adriano with those seconds and those thirds and those firsts, uh, Julian with a third and, and, and Gabriel with a second, third and a first rolling into Portugal still in the contest. I see, mean, he is on the roll of his life. See, Owen hasn't been able to, you know, showcase his, his rail game, his power game. And what I'm seeing from Gabriel and Toledo, and I'm starting to feel like, Gabriel Brazilian, he's Brazilian, Brazilian. Thing, right? This one trick, the one trick pony. He's doing that. He's doing that. You know, that one air reverse and getting a nine five. He's not even doing any turns leading up to it. You know, sometimes he's just racing down the line and popping that one big air at the end and just getting huge numbers for it. I mean, I, I'm not sure if that's. It's, it's he seems he's seeming a bit like a one trick pony at the moment. I know the waves no, can only get. They're only, he's only as good as the waves can be. Yeah. Three point turn. I don't know, mate. I, I, I'm just not like. I'm starting not to like. I've seen him do it in every. He's, he's doing one or two in every heat, and it's winning him heats. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I judging, don't, look, judging look, seems to I, ever think, flow. I think there's a bit of that in, in a lot of the surfing. To be honest, if you look at the way Mick and Adriano are surfing, they've got that tight rail game where they they'll race, do a big arcing turn into the pocket, followed by a Rio, then a roundhouse cutback. If if you were to get footage and watch them wave for wave, it's very similar. I think we we raised it a couple of weeks ago about. Does the judging criteria need a bit of a shake-up? Oh, I, think, I, I think maybe it does because I think they've worked out what the judges want to see. And they're doing and, it. And they're just doing it. And, it, it, yeah, and, it's, and it's mechanical. I'd like to see, you know, I, like, for example, Chloe and Dino getting that mad barrel, doing that big fin release uh, like yeah. on, off to the lip. You know, combining different manoeuvres in different parts of the wave. I think that's the future. I agree 110% with what you're saying. This racing just to get a ramp, do one manoeuvre, and that's it. You, you've wasted... Uh, potentially two two extra moves exactly, and I think and, and I think that's what's happened. That they've said, right? Oh, well, we know what the judges are looking for. Let's give them what they want. And you know what? I, I was actually critical of Chloe and Dino a couple of shows back because I just thought his power game wasn't up to the power game of say the Owen Wrights and the Mick Fannings and stuff. But mate, watching him surf here, he is mixing it up. He's fully like you just yeah. touched on. Then he's getting barrels. He's doing heavy rail calves. He's doing some airs, and he's just. Mixing it right I'll, up. I'll give you I'm, another one. I'm liking it. I'm I'll li give you another one that. too. Italo Ferreira. Like he's got that big bottom hand yeah. turn, backing it, uh, whacking it into the pocket. But then he's, you see that uh, he got that backside 360 air he pulled the other day. Like oh, that's what I want to see as, as just your reg regular part. Well, I want to see guys that can do everything. And it's in the judging criteria, gentlemen. It's about variety of repertoire. It's clearly exactly, stated. Brother. It is clearly stated. So. You know, you got to give the judges what is in the criteria, but but it is so hard for for them to, I guess, decipher between what's good and and, and what's not uh, at at certain stages. It's a long trip. You know, you know, what we don't give the judges for it's a long road trip uh, through Europe, and and you know, their eyes are getting tired. They're watching the same thing over and over and over again. But uh, you know, that's a whole nother kettle of fish. That's a whole nother show. I want to talk about the world title, boys. Now, let's take into factoring Gabriel wins this event. He goes to Hawaii in the yellow jersey. Gentlemen, I want one one answer. Who wins the world title? 
Wow. Mick. <laughs> I'm sticking with Mick. I'm sticking thick with Mick. I still think he like he'd be obviously he won't be too far back to take it. And I'm gonna stick with him. I reckon he's he's just he's at his uh he's at his throwaway now and that's it. How about you, Will? Who are you thinking? I mean, it's a... Mate, I've got the dry horrors. It's going to be Felipe at three to four foot beach park Uh, and the guy's going to get bowed into airs and um, I'll shave my mullet off if he wins. Wow, that is a big call. Will, you've jumped ship because you've been uh, waxing lyrical about Julian Wilson. Why why can't he win it from here? He's still got that air game at three to four foot. He's a pipe master. He's sitting in fourth place. That's true, man. But look, I got me old. I went to Cranbrook. You guys might have gone to a school such as the high regard of mine, but I've got the calculator out, which I do in my head. And, uh, mate, it's a bit tighter than you think. Well, it is. And I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with Mick. I think Pipeline's going to be firing. I think it's they're they're going to hope it is. I hope I, it is. The, the contest director, whoever that might be, whether it's Travis Logie or Kieran Perot, will no doubt be picking out the cherry ripe pieces of any swell that hits the lineup over there at pipeline i hope this, the sand's off the reef and it's perfect pipeline and backdoor and we get a world title shootout that we well, should be, that we're uh that we're we, we should be in for well if, if that's the case i'm going owen because you know what he hasn't surfed with much luck the last two events i tipped him to take it all the way in, in uh france and whether it's lazy or just the fact that he waits for the perfect wave i don't know but these last two events, I think this will make him hungrier to, to get those ways, and I think he can take it all the way from here. All right. Well, give us your feedback on our on our uh, Facebook page, The Carve Up Show, guys and girls. Um, we want to know who you think is going to win the title. Uh, does Mick retain the yellow jersey going into Hawaii and, and, and win his fourth world title? Does Gabriel Medina go back-to-back yeah, it's a big for chance. Brazil? Does Felipe Toledo see Brazil get their second world champion? Does Owen Wright come from a back injury and win a world title? Uh, does Julian Wilson, off the back of his pipeline success last year uh, and Triple Crown success, does he win his first world title? There are so many scenarios, boys. It's exciting. I love it. Just before we, we do go to a break, we've got to just our favorite segment shooter, Schmooze Bubble. Schmooze Bubble. Yeah, Schmoo. Is there any interesting developments on the bubble? You know what? There's a lot of interesting developments. I mean, you got so many guys – from, uh, I mean, obviously, Jordy Smith, he's he is sitting in 27. He's been injured. He's he's out for the rest of the year. Adam Melling, you know, with us, he, he didn't have a strong event. Uh, if he can finish strong at Pipeline, he's a maybe long shot. Sebastian Zietz, again, long shot. Brett Simpson. Brett Simpson. You know, he definitely, uh, wow, you know, mathematically, he has a long, long way to go, boys. But, you know, with yeah. a win... With a win and a good showing at Pipeline, who knows? Mathematically, he might just be in there. the the biggest um, The biggest sort of congregation of, of surfers would have to be from twenty uh, first to twenty fourth, where you do see uh, Miguel Pupo, Keanu Singh, who's up three spots, Michelle up two spots, and Kaloha Andino up five spots. Even though he's winning the qualifying series, he's comfortable. He's in. Yeah. So Keanu is saying, I said, needed a result. Yeah, he's going to get one. And he's going to get one. So he's sure. going to drop. He said that he backed himself. He backed himself. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he got a bit lucky against John John. Um, you know, it was a close heat and luck was on his side. We talked about that early in the show. You know, in this event, I think luck favored uh, a lot of surfers and he was one of the lucky ones. How's, and- how's Wilco going? Uh, Wilco's just growing his hair out at the moment. Because I'll tell you, I saw him do an interview in one of the lay days and it dead said it looked like two raging marsupials had just got into a battle of war on top of his crumpet. Well, he's sitting at 17th. Mate. He's oh. he's pretty much, I, I think he's well, locked away with that Obviously, you haven't seen my hair, mate, brother. But <laughs> I, like I haven't seen mine either. The Michael, the Michael Bublé from now on, not the schmooze bubble, but the Michael Bublé. <laughs> and how about we get someone betting on this and let's get some people involved. Yeah, yeah. That, that you know, I, I, reckon, I reckon the... Uh, the boys over our friends over at Ladbrokes uh, should be betting on the bubble. There should be betting on the bubble, boys. I agree. We can get we we'll we'll talk to uh, the powers that be at Ladbrokes. We might be able to frame a special market for the world title, a special carve up market just for all the punters out there. And uh, you know, you might have to join Ladbrokes, but we'll we'll get something done for the next well, show. You, How about that, guys? We'll definitely have to join Ladbrokes. Yeah, but, yeah. but I'll tell you, yeah, with, with, so, with so many people going for the world title going into the last event, there's no better time to be framing a, a really good market. Well, well, I also think there should be a, a betting market for the bubble. bubble. The Schmitter's bubble. Bubble's yes. bet. 
Yes. It's the bubble bet. Who's in and who's out. Yeah, who's in and who's out. Yes. Love it. All right, boys, we are going to go to a, another break, and we're going to come back and talk to uh, one of the coaches of the Australian team over there at the Visla ISA World Titles and, and get his views on why the Aussies finished outside of the top three uh. for God knows how many years they've been in the top three. But right after this break, we'll talk to Clancy. Dawson. Uh, Dawson, one of the coaches there from the uh, the Australian team, right after this. Here's a song from an old school surfer movie voice. Let's see if you can guess the movie. Look at me. To the carve up, ah, the surf music. I love it. Going back to the old school shooter. Have I redeemed myself? You have. Thank you. Absolutely smashed it, smashed it on that one, didn't he? Will. Oh man, Matt finished. Are Can't you still dancing up there? You're still dancing. Oh, you're kidding. Wilbur, I'm thinking Thornton Philander, Nias, Storm Riders. Oh, Thornton. I just saw Thornton the other day. <laughs> Am I on, boys? Can you hear uh, me? All right. Yes, <laughs> yeah, you are on, my friend. Uh, so. We think about Thornton too much. <laughs> so far in the uh, carve up surf show this week, we've we've touched on well, we've touched on more than a bit uh, uh, of the competition over there in Portugal. The second to the last stop on the WSL tour, the world title. Slater, well, you guys thinking he was tanking, but our our viewers will go in the heat analyzer and tell us the world title race. The lad broke schmooze bubble bet. And uh, now, boys, we are going to be joined on the show. We've got a special guest 
He is one of the, or he has been, or was just uh, one of the coaches over there in the United States representing the Australian team uh, that performed in the Vista ISA World Titles, as well as the one of the head coaches over there at the High Performance Center up at Cabarita. His name is Clancy Dawson. He's going to let us know why the Aussies finished outside the top three. Clancy, are you with us? <laughs> yes, I'm here, boys. Thanks, Shmoo. Yeah, oh, you're so welcome. It's great to have you on the show. Look at the smile on his face when he <laughs> says it. He's got a grin like a big... Look at him. Well, <laughs> no, I mean, in, in all honesty, the Aussies have dominated junior surfing for yep. so many years. So it yep. was very uncharacteristic to see them... Yep. So see you guys in in fourth place. So when I saw when I saw the ratings come out, I I was very you know perplexed and confused by yeah. maybe it was a point uh, a, a wrong wrong you guys got dished up the wrong points. Um, yeah. Clancy, explain what the situation was and why. For um, I don't know how long it's been since the Aussies finished outside the top four in the overall ratings. Yeah, it's um it's not not something that um. I was I was hoping for to have on my resume to sort of finish outside of the top threes. Um, you know, for any other country being there would most countries would be stoked to get in the top four, but Australia is used to finishing first, second or third as sort of like you know, you're not really happy with, with a bronze medal, but we got we got the copper medal and um I think there's a few reasons for that. Um one number one would the, the biggest reason I think was inexperience. Um, none of our team had been to that event, and none of um, the coaching staff had been to that event. So um, I, I think that showed, and we sort of a few of the guys lost heats early that um, you know they probably shouldn't have, and a few things didn't go our way. But yeah, I think we we probably deserved to finish fourth. Well, you know, I mean. Oceanside, uh, I've competed there. I've won there. Uh, it's a hard wave to surf. It's, um, yep. you know, traveling all that way, uh, you, you know, as, as a young sort of inexperienced team or coaching staff, if yep. you like. Did did, yep. did that play a big factor in, in the location um, because you didn't have the experience of surfing there or the knowledge of the break? Was that was that part of it? Um, I think we were pretty lucky with the waves. Um that we got, we, we really got lucky with the swell. Uh, so I don't think it was that they didn't know how to surf the waves. I think just the sort of the moment got the better of maybe maybe some of us, and um, just sort of maybe took took a few few uh, few of the other countries maybe a bit too lightly, if you know what I mean. In those early rounds, sort of. I think we're all in a little bit of like cruise mode, expecting to sort of you know shift up a gear in the in the later stages. But all of a sudden, people were losing to to people they probably didn't think they would, and yeah, it sort of was a bit of a kick up the ass for all of us to get our act together. Yeah, Clancy Shooter, mate. Um, look, in in saying that, mate, I'm just sort of noticing that you know that there's France, USA, Hawaii. Is there some kids in these teams now? Like we're, we've all, all, always been used to a total domination type thing. But yep. are we starting yep. to see a bit of a like a little bit of a, a change in the guard, whereas there, there's some really good kids coming through from the other countries that you might have known about. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I think back in the day, Australia would sort of breeze through a, a gold medal, or you know, but there's from every single country, and there was I think about 38 countries there. There was at least one or two from each country who surfed at an amazing level. So. Um, gone are the days where it was only sort of a handful of countries with good surfers um i got to see firsthand people from all over the globe who at that really high level and can beat anyone mate the under 18 world champion is from italy now uh i don't know how many waves and we talked about in our last show uh mate what can you tell us about this young firebrand he's a quicksilver guy i think kelly slater's got a, a fair bit to do with him leonardo yeah, Leonardo. He's um he's a champion. He'd, he um born in Italy, I believe, but he spent a lot of his time in all around the world. So he hasn't like sort of grown up in Italy. I, I know he's in Hawaii and Australia and Mexico, and he's lived all around the around the world. I think he travelled the world in a yacht with his parents as a kid. Yeah, bummer. Um, yeah, so he's he's had a tough life, the poor kid. <laughs> yeah. 
but no, he's a he's an absolute professional and um, absolutely rips. Well, you know, he did break his back. I'm sure you know at Pipeline last year in the yep. Vol- Volcom event. I mean, it would have been such an amazing emotional moment for him winning that uh, Avisla ISA World Title. Um, were you there to see that? I was there to see. It was amazing. He got a 10, 10 and a nine point nine or something in the first few minutes, and um, yeah, it was, it was a dominant performance. And I think everyone on the beach have a bit of a soft spot for Leonardo. He was pretty much there by himself. He was the only person in the Italian team. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, he's he's so well traveled, and he's got a lot of friends over there in Cali. So. Um, yeah, everyone likes Leo, and it was if an Aussie wasn't going to win that, it was good to see Leo take it out. Not well, a bad strike rate, is it? A one-man team, he's pulled yeah. off the big one. Well, Would have had some trouble getting chaired <laughs> off the beach. <laughs> it's kind of like JT with the Cowboys. And, uh, uh, no, I mean, it, re- there's remnant uh, similarities, I guess you could say, to Thiago Perez, you know, representing Portugal. You know, he's got the whole yep. weight of the country on his shoulders, and he goes out and win- wins the biggest uh, event in in junior surfing, the Vista ISA World Titles. I mean, it was an amazing moment. But I just want—I'm looking at your team here. Uh, I've got it up yep. on the screen, and there's so much depth. Uh, I've seen a lot of these kids surf uh, in yep. events in and around Australia. Um, with that type of depth, I mean, uh, will these kids all go back to the drawing board, figure out what they do and d- did wrong, and then come back and try and requalify for the team uh, in the next Vista ISA World Titles? Oh, for sure. The ones who won't be too old, um, like the 16s, uh, Reef Hazelwood, he got a silver medal. So, you know, he's going to be strong for us for the next few years. And Macy Callahan, um, she got a silver medal in the 16s. So um, definitely some depth there. A um, couple of 18 boys, that was their only shot, unfortunately. Um, but there's so many, so many good young kids coming through. Um, so I think uh, we'll be back we'll be back stronger than ever and I wouldn't expect us to finish um, too much lower than that in the next few years. Well, I, I can tell you, I, I probably still meet the size criteria for junior <laughs> surfing and I do hold a, the what? I, I meet the size criteria for junior surfing <laughs> in, in, yeah. the, in the Vista ISA world titles. And I, uh, I, I definitely, um, I, I don't surf as strong as, as some of these young rippers, but uh, I think a lot of them will definitely. And I, hey, and I also hold, a, hold an Aussie passport. So if you need a young shredder, uh, that's not so that's not so young to represent. If one of these uh, unreal surfers pulls out, uh, I'm there for you because I can I can surf for either Hawaii or USA or and or Australia. But uh, at this point, I'd, I'd I'd love to surf for Australia in the Junior World Titles. Bring back 20 years, will you? You'd be a good tail boy. <laughs> <laughs> Clancy, a quick one before we let you go, mate. You're on the team. You're on the team. <laughs> yeah, good on you, mate. Mate, I just want to I just want to talk to you briefly about the work you're doing up there at the Hurley High Performance Centre. Obviously, you get to uh, I suppose train and mentor some of the Australia's brightest young talent. Just give us a couple of names, mate, that we should be keeping an eye out for for the you know in the not too distant future. Who do you expect to be making a mark in the uh, you know in the world of surfing? Um, well. Keep a keep a quiet, close eye out for Sabre Norris if you haven't heard of her. Yep. Um, I think she's 11 years old and she's absolutely phenomenal, um, surfing and skating. Um, so I, she's she's sort of head and shoulders best best sort of athlete I've I've ever seen at that age, boy or girl. Mate, what about this young kid Eli Hanneman? He's a young Hawaiian kid sponsored by Hurley. There's some yeah. um, footage of him on the uh, on the on the on the uh, the worldwide where we actually shared yeah. him surfing. He, yeah. He's absolutely phenomenal as yeah, well. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, he's he's incredible, and I you know he's he motivates me to to push these kids harder, basically. And the good thing about the internet is you sort of see all these um you know these amazingly talented surfers, and you get to see where they're at, and you get updated with them. So. We've got kids who are probably in that same ballpark. I wouldn't say there's anyone head and shoulders better better than that Eli kid, but believe it or not, there's probably a bunch of kids who are thereabouts at that at that level. Clancy, I want to know what the grommets of these days are like, mate. Are they still little smart asses that need a good uh, grommet pole, or are they uh, have things changed since the, uh, back in our day? Oh, good, uh-huh. great question, great question. <laughs> well. Every grommet needs to get pulled into line at some point. That's for sure. Um, yeah. I'm sort of 
pretty lucky. I get to work with the ones I want to, um, and most of them are, are pretty sort of well brought up. And um, yeah, I think I think the, the future's looking bright with the Groms today. Yeah, um, well, the rotten eggs t- normally get weeded out, don't they? That's it. I think there's definitely room for um, you know the the sort of the OGs, the um, the older boys in the Boardwriters clubs to sort of um, set an example and toughen some of these kids up. Um, but yeah, you know the kids coming through, they're great. They're great kids. Clancy, it's been great talking to you, mate. And listen, next time you're down here in Sydney, we'll have to get you in the studio for the carve up. But mate, uh, wishing you all the best with yeah, the, the sure. juniors and up there at uh, up there at Cabarita, mate. And thanks for joining us on the carve up. Yeah, thanks for being so honest, Clancy. We appreciate it, buddy. <laughs> Good on you, mate. Cheers. There you go. Wow. Not only Clancy Dawson. You yep. hop straight in there, Smooth. Oh, hey? boy, I tell you what. Well, no, I appreciate his honesty. He was, he, yeah. We carved him up pretty Ooh. well, and he uh, handled himself with the utmost professionalism. And the team should be so respectful of how he held um, their their reputations in, in that conversation. I thought it was very honest, and, and the integrity was right in place. And I think the way he spoke, too, it, it won't be long before they're uh, back on top again. Yeah, you know, 100%. Future, I mean, be, you, know. you just look at who's on the list here, you know, with Kalani Ball, Sophia M- M- McCulloch, uh, Macy Callahan, and that's you know, Jackson Giles, Reef Hazel, Reef Hazelwood. You know, and, and he mentioned something in there that was extremely important, boys. It was talking about the, the board riders clubs. Yeah, great segue. Great segue into uh, one of our last uh, – before we talk to Chud Spivens, I believe our producers, uh, Silky, you, you've been out trying to f- locate me somewhere around the world. We're going to find out. But, uh, gentlemen, uh, Will, I know you'll chime into this one quite a bit here as well. Um, the Australian board, rider, board Riders Battle is an event that showcases 20 – of. in fact, it, it showcases around 70 board riders clubs in, in state and regional rounds throughout uh, the months of October through January. And then he brings the best 20 clubs together for the Australian Board Riders National Finals uh, held in Cronulla on Australia Day weekend. Boys, this is where it starts. Man, there is nothing better than the Australian club system. It is the home ground. It is the ball. It's where all the, the laughter happens. It's where the young guys see the pros come back to town it's where you see them muck around at night time. It is, it is the culture. It is what is bloody surfing in this country. It's the finest thing that can happen. And the more this breeds up, I'll promise you, we'll have not one guy in the quarterfinals of this contest. We'll have 10, like it used to be. Man, I was just in G-Land with guys like Paul Green. Can you even believe it, that guy? Green Slime Wax, mate, that guy was still ripping. He's 50 years old. Uh, Sanger, rest in peace. Um, mate, Oki, when he was a grommet, number one at the APSA. It is the finest thing to have your club contest around Australia from Perth to Adelaide and even that lonely Tassie guy that you just called Tassie. <laughs> mate, that's what it is. Look, I was at Cronulla for the finals of the ABB last year. I was there cheering uh, Bondi board riders. And look, it's a, it's a great event. It's a big event. And you really see, you know, the cream of the crop of the Australian serving. The one that stood out for me last year was Coffs Harbour. They had a great uh, side. I think Lee Winkler was their captain. Yeah, and Sean Kensdell was in that mate, side as a, well. And, mate, I mean, look, the Narrabeens and the, the Snappers and the Kiras and, you know, the, the teams that you expect to be stacked are stacked. But there's the little known, or not, I shouldn't say lesser known teams, but, you know, the, the community teams that have got these great guys that, you know, tried their hand at the tour you know, it didn't really succeed, but shit, still love to surface. compete. Exactly, right. still love to compete. And I tell you what, what Will uh, was was getting to, I think, shooter uh, was this is the best template, the best platform for young surfers to increase um, their ability through That's watching right. the elder statesmen of their clubs, i.e., Joel Parkinson, i.e., Mark Ocalupo, Luke Egan, Jay Phillips. Um, and, and so many other great surfers from Western Australia all the way up to to, to uh, North Point at uh, at North Stradbroke with yeah. with B Durbage and the boys. You know my 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 favorite club to watch in that event last year. They finished eleventh. Was Scarborough? They're new. Yeah. First time in it. Um, Owen Wright. Owen Wright. Owen Wright f- surfed with them. Uh, Tyler Wright. Yep. Was uh ended was up, up ended up in the pool <laughs> and you know she nearly did some damage but you know I think Surfing Australia has done a magnificent job in bringing this event to to the surface and to really uh, reinvigorating 
what club surfing is all about. And I love no, how, I love how the, the hell do the right surf for Scarborough, for God's sakes? <laughs> it's got to be from your home beach. You've got to have your Spot Andersons, your Dirty Dean Cooks, yeah. your Billy Powers. You well, can't have you can't have shipments. You can have well, Matt Branson. Listen, that's, well, that's that's a topic for another show because uh, look, there's no secret. Bondi have their own. Um, oh, they're recruiting out there, boys. So look, I think that's something that we. If we, I think what we should be doing is maybe interviewing captains of some of these teams as 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 we lead up to the finals. You know, let's get the captains on, and you know, let's put these questions to them. They're, they're carving, they're they're carve up questions. Yeah, definitely. And Burley Board Riders too. They they were on fire last year. I mean, they didn't finish. They only finished eighteenth, but they've they've got a good club culture. They've got some great surfers like Jay Bottle Thompson and, and whatnot. You know, really sort of running the lead uh, with their younger surfers. But Snapper Rocks, I mean, Coffs Harbor came close. I think they they need to. That's another topic for another show. But Snapper Rocks back to back champions. You know, Stephanie Gilmore, you Joel Parkinson's, but I think it was a one man show. Um, a lot of times, I think this is why they've actually changed the judging criteria, so it's not so one sided. It's more of a team effort to win this event. But it is such a great Aussie grassroots event that's going to happen. Australia Day weekend is the big grand finale in Cronulla. Tell me something. How serious? Just how serious is it? Because I see everybody like at the Cronulla event. You see them all uh, lined up on the shore, cheering their surfers on. They're literally right down on the front line to the point where they're backslapping some of the grommets when they're running in the water. I saw one of the young blokes face plant, you know, as he was running down the beach. But is there still that element of, you know, you know, the local board riders club about it? Are they still putting soap on each other's boards, you know, climbing under the tents and a bit of sabotage going on? Or oh, I think what, what, what do you got, mate? Lee barking up your bum. That's, that's what I mean. You know, that's, that's why it's always good. You've got your old legend from down the beach calling the shots you know, organising the grommets down there to throw some eggs and, you know, cause a bit of havoc and put some other teams off. That's all still happening, isn't it? Oh, I think it's got a bit more serious it's, than that. I, I remember, like, I think it was, correct me if I'm wrong, well, ITM when they beat QBC right. at Bondi about 86, 85, 86, I was a grommet throwing eggs at QBC <laughs> and getting grommet abuse out. That's kind of been taken away because I think there's serious money up for grabs for starters. Yeah, 20 grand. Yeah, so... I mean, I, th- I think it was a carton of KB and a you know a couple of dogs' eyes back yeah, in those days. Everything's getting too sterilised for me, mate. I used to lie. I think the fun element's getting taken. Well, even when I asked Clancy that question before about the grommets, you know, it, it, it doesn't seem to be any of the you know any of the little mischief and the little smart ass getting around. Whereas mate, before, that's, that's what growing up was all about. A true story. I wanted to sponsor um, Dakota Waddle's little brother up here called. Uh, Harley, and I said, "How much are you getting your boards for?" To his dad, and he goes, "For free." And I said, "I'm going to have to pay a nine-year-old." <laughs> yeah, well, I tell you, you know, it's. I mean, you know, soccer clubs in in Europe are scouting as as young as six. So, yeah, I mean, that's where the sport's going. But boys, I tell you what, uh, you know, the ABB great event. Uh, and if there's any of the coaches, yeah, or the club, captains, club captains, club captains, club members uh, listening in. On tonight's show, you know, get on our Facebook page, the Carve Up Surf Show. Tell us, uh, tell us what you're you're thinking and who's uh, who's being roped in by or courted by other clubs. Talking about coaches, this is just a bit of a random. This one's a bit bit left field, but I've been watching the competition the last, you know, the last few competitions. Who's that big bearded sloth that's been getting? <laughs> Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> who is yeah, yeah. Who is that's the, like, you, the guy? You see all these fit, curl. fit, rip surfers, and you see these. Big bearded sloth just floating around with all the servers with his tight shirt on with his gut hanging out. Who is that bloke? That's Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> Ellen's there. I know. And is that... Zach Galifianakis all we need from is The Hangover. He just needs a baby Bjorn and a little, uh, <laughs> little lady. <laughs> oh, on that note, let's go to a song. <laughs> I didn't get the answer. Who is it? And welcome back to the carve-up. And this show has gone on way too long because there's been so many good things to talk about. Boys, uh, uh, you know, a lot, a lot going on in the world of surfing. Yeah, well, it's it's on hold at the moment, so I was I was hoping to get some uh, some more heats out of the way tonight. We could have been watching it live and commenting on it. But look, if anybody's has anything to say on our Facebook page about anything we've spoken about tonight, we're really enjoying the feedback we're getting in between shows, questions that are being asked by listeners, and we hope to be able to answer all of them. We hope that we're. I know Kobe Graham was asking about Tim Curran. Timmy Curran. Yes. Timmy Curran. Wow. Now, a, there's a blast from the past. We've had a few really, really good answers too on the Facebook yeah. page. I, I, I think he, he's either playing music or preaching in some church I was somewhere. Say, he, was a, he was a devout Christian, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he was a devout Probably Christian. Probably at the Bethesda. Uh, uh, hang, hang on a sec, boys. There's, I think there's a call coming in. I we, have him. Standby, oh, listeners. Standby. Settle down. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen. Chud Spivens on the line from somewhere. Chud, talk to me. What a hoot, guys. What a fruit loop. What a climb out of the trees, man. The stuff I've had to do of recent. 
had to go straight in the jungle, look after my friend LaRue. He's actually an orangutan. <laughs> you know, a giant orange ape. They're smoking them out of the jungles with gudangarams. <laughs> Man, this guy's been in the trees, dying, talking to a Frenchman, Speaking absolute frog talk, not to be racist, I had to go in there, I hang-glided in, went straight in under LaRue and said, hey, man, got to get you out of here, kid. I've got him back on potatoes and steaks, and he's back on Marlboro's, and the kid's going to be fresh. But, you know, Vasco da Gama, he found Portugal, man. He took us from Portugal. He took us to the Black Pig. It's called Polco Preto. And man, Nuno Betancourt, one of the greatest guitarists out of Portugal. Guys, do you think I'm fresh? Do I feel refreshed? I'm back. I feel I've had Agor. I've had Araminum. <laughs> oh, you're on fire, Judge Bivens. You have had the vacation of all vacations, the holidays of all holidays, and absolutely uh, just winded all of us here in the studio. Chud, just a quick one briefly. Obviously, you've had a lot to do with the uh, the young pork and cheese, as you used to refer to them back in the day, but Vasco Ribeiro and Federico Moraes, what can you tell us about them, and what have you had to say to them over these last few months leading up to this big event? Well, in reality, guys, I did a lot of time working in sperm banks. It's true. It's, 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 it's official. It is known. These kids may be my own. Man, I got a, I, my Kenyan problem I alluded to, man, I was deep in there. And that, that, that stuff was sold the far and wide. It was some of the greatest white sperm sold. So that meant all these kids possibly mine dna test them i don't want to but you know what i would like 10 percent offer give me your money kids they're looking hot they're looking fresh natural put and remind me of chud's way of surfing oh well good on you chud it's good to talk to you uh can you give us a location before you uh head out into uh deeper pastures yeah, man, get in the pipeline. You know, I took a hang glider here. I alluded to that. I'm going to take the northern winds, man. I'm going to go balloon sailing. I'm going to ride the currents of the J.J. Kale, and I'm going to get wherever I want to go. I'm going to be straight on the north shore in the deep sands and just blowing a whistle and say, yeah, man, I'm here, and it's the end of 215. Good on you, Chad. Oh. We'll save, 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 tra <laughs> save travels, and we will be talking to you to from uh, the wonderful islands over there in Hawaii. Boys, it's been another fantastic show. It's been a long show. Hopefully everyone online has enjoyed our, our live podcast. Yeah, and if you missed the live show, don't forget you'll be able to upload, download, rate and review us on iTunes, the Carve Up Surf Show on iTunes. And any comments? Our Facebook page, Shooter. Yes, especially about the song choices tonight. So uh, yeah. we'd be glad to get a bit of feedback on that after I was heavily annihilated last week. <laughs> Hammered you were. <laughs> Hammered. All right. From all of us here at the Carve Up Surf Show, uh, until next time.